0: Hi everyone, I'm your host Daniel Lee, and welcome to OMD Daily, a podcast about investing in people. Every Monday to Friday, I share with you what I learned the day before from studying people and companies through conversations, whether it's through interviewing investors and business leaders to reading books and financial reports, and digesting learnings from all the other storytelling mediums out there. The goal is to build my own PhD in combining human performance with investing to figure out how I can help leaders build utopian companies. By exploring my own curiosity, I hope to become a little wiser every day and hope this adds a little nugget of learning to you on a daily basis. Hey everyone, welcome back to OMD Daily. This is the June 23rd, 2020 episode and today is also, once again, I'm constantly experimenting, so this is a different kind of episode. It's not a business uh, research overview, it's not a book review, it's not even about talking about a bunch of podcasts I listen to and learn from. This is more so, um, I guess, kind of a reflection, random thoughts kind of episode, but not really truly random thoughts. It's particular in a one particular thought on how I read a book every two weeks. And this kind of came about because um, I missed writing. Um, I It's true that I do still write at least two, I'd say around two articles uh Every week, but usually it's you know one book review and one company research. Um, sometimes there'll be two company researches, and you know sometimes there'll be two book reviews, etc. But my previous schedule had always been writing a an essay every week. Um, that's kind of been the schedule for about a year and a half. I want to say for a greater chunk of what OMD Ventures was like. That's how it started. It it was always about writing an essay a month, and then it became a weekly. Uh, essay writing thing, and I always wrote about just my experiences, talking about habits. There's a lot of my thoughts. Uh, it was a mix of philo- like a mix of philosophical thoughts, um, review on my systems, and just kind of research I do on topics I was curious about. And to say the least, um, you know, much of the writing lately has been more so geared towards the research side, I'd say. But I think. I've been I've been trying to incorporate more of my own voice and just my own thinking um, because I find when I make when I write research related articles it becomes more I think focused and concerned on facts which is not a bad thing it's good to focus on facts but sometimes it can make it dry and that was one thing about investment research that I found pretty boring um, when I used to work in an institutional uh, fund setting and if you've noticed my uh, research articles, they've continuously, I've tried to experiment with various styles and I'm trying to incorporate more of my own voice and also just kind of walk you through my own thinking process and things that I think matter, um, things I'm curious about, not necessarily things that a quote-unquote good investor should be thinking about, it's just more so how I think about things. But anyhow, that's more of a backdrop of um, why I'm talking about reading books in this particular episode is because on the cusp of fin- getting close to finishing um, Flow by Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, um, I realized that I've been at an amazing pace lately in regards to my reading. Um, the goal has, had always been to read two books every month or so. That was kind of how the goal started on my book list and so in a year I'd like to read 24 books a year and gradually it started shifting to what if I could read a book every two weeks and that could be you know 26 books a year so upping the ante a little bit and you know it's not as ambitious as other people who read a book a week and that's a amazingly monstrous pace but sometimes I think even having a a goal I, I know I can achieve and if I exceed it uh, it'll make me feel even better that might work out instead of always feeling like I can't meet my goal by setting something pretty ambitious I think even having this daily podcast is kind of a, the stretch for myself and the one thing I think that allows me to meet that is that I can talk about anything I want and talk about things I learned because sometimes I won't learn about a company sometimes I won't do like a full research and things like uh, today where I talk about just more of a reflection I think would be fun um, that's just more, I'm just continuously I guess outlaying a backdrop of why I'm going to talk about what I'm talking about and so it's already been about 4 minutes, 5 minutes since I've been blabbering on so I'll kind of get to the meat of it so it'll um, once again also the episode note will have the full article that I wrote and you can go in to read that, it's not a long one but because I have to also condense things which tends to not work out because I love talking so much, that today's episode will kind of more go over the high level. So generally the article is talking about what my system is, how I read a book every two weeks. And I thought it'd be cool to share it because I felt that this has probably been the best system I've created to being effective at reading. And it's not some crazy profound system. It's more so I've tried a lot of different systems over the last, I'd say, greater part of five, six years of just reading profusely. And I think I've read, I think I've, I have have on list some, I want to say about 110 books, probably north of that on my book list on the site. And that incorporated a lot of different styles of reading. And I've also had to reread books because I realized that when I first learned to read, it's kind of like, uh, I guess, any kind of new skill where you're not actually reading well when you first learn to read. You think you're reading, like you are reading the words, but you're not really understanding what the book can tell you. So I know that I'll have to go back and reread a lot of the key important books I had read because I look at them now and I think, what did I take out from these books? And I realized nothing. So I have to go back and reread all of them, which will be fun and which will be amazing because I'll be at a different stage in my life than when I was in university and just reading an investment book for the first time. Like now I'll understand things much better, I hope. So the system I use is I talk about six particular things in the system. So one, the first thing is to pick pick a book you're curious about. I think this might be very obvious to some people, but I think there are many times when I think people pick books that they're not interested in. I'm guilty of that. I like to give an example. I was reading The Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith and I picked it up because I thought I would like to learn more about the father of Uh, Modern Economy, and everyone says, this is the economy book you want to read. So I picked it up, I was reading it, and honestly, I couldn't give two shits about it. I was just not interested, I was not motivated, and yeah, I guess I was just not genuinely uh, curious about it. It was more so, everyone said, this is a good book, so I should read it. And so I decided to put the book down, and I think that's the thing. Same thing with... um, You all know about Harari's 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. Everyone says it's a bestseller, and I picked it up. I was reading it, and I thought it was pretty dull. And I thought it was very opinionated and didn't like it, so I put it down. And I guess that's kind of a mix of continuously picking a book you're curious about. Once the curiosity dies, just put it down, and you can always come back to it. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to come back to Adam Smith. I'm pretty sure I'm going to come back to um, Harari's book because... I honestly feel I probably wasn't in the right state of mind to read those books, and I was probably more curious about other subjects. So that's the first thing. Pick a book you're curious about, genuinely curious about, and a book that you don't feel guilty reading. I mean, who cares what other people think, right? Topic two, read every day after my morning journal. So I already have a daily habit of writing in my morning journal for um, two pages. It's kind of a version of Julia uh, Cameron's three three morning pages. But because of how small my margins are on my notebook, I think two full pages is enough. I find that my thoughts get pretty exhausted out um, just doing the two pages of writing. So I handwrite all that. And right afterwards, I will read. Uh, I'll pick up my book and I'll read. And that makes it kind of a daily habit just by immediately sequencing the activity after that and then it ties into the third point which is to set a timer for 60 minutes so the environment i set up is i have my book i have my notebook for my journal and then i have my fitbit where i set up a 60 minute timer and as soon as i start it that's when i start reading and i also i'll lead into point four which is part of the environment setup which is to set my phone in airplane mode it's so I don't have any distractions. I don't have my laptop next to me either. Um, it's just so I can completely focus on reading the book. So 60-minute timer, airplane mode on the phone, and I read right after journaling. I also, um, so this is also now point 0.5, I learned that I read better indoors. So I try to read indoors. When I read out, outside by you know the park or something because the weather's nice, it'll be usually after I've already done my hour of reading um, because I find that when I'm outside, I'm distracted quite easily. Uh, because I have a tendency to people watch when I'm in this thinking mode. Because I like to think while I read, and I stare out, I stare out into empty space. But when I'm outside, I end up staring out into empty space, and someone kind of walks into my visual realm. Then that just immediately distracts me, because I'm also a person that gets easily distracted. So. I learned that it's best for me to read indoors, and what also helps, which leads to point six, is to play rain noises on my headphones. So I put on my AirPods or my noise-canceling headset, and then I'll play rain noises or storm sounds on repeat. Um, Those are also the sounds I use when I do any kind of work. I don't listen to music, or if I do listen to music, I will listen to one music on repeat nonstop um, so that I don't end up paying attention to it. And, yeah, so that's kind of the environment I set up. So to kind of go over the six points, again, it's pick a book I'm interested in, make sure I, I set a time to read every day right after my daily, daily journal, um, though exceptions. And I set a timer for 60 minutes, I put my phone in airplane mode, and I'm indoors, and I have my uh, noise-canceling headphones on, and I play rain music on, rain noises on repeat. And that's it. But honestly, that led to a pace of something like on a tough book, it'll be about 20 pages um, per hour. For more easier story-like books, I found I can get up to pace of about 40 pages an hour, and the pace really changes because I, I find that when I write a lot, obviously it's going to take longer, so 20 pages an hour could be something like, because I have so many marginalia notes in, for the book. Um, and also, what I also do is at the end of each chapter... I like to summarize uh, everything I learned from the chapter just so I can, once again, try to solidify my ideas. I found that to be pretty helpful in the review process. So after I read the book and I go back to the book again to write a review on it and try to digest the learnings, I find the summaries are really helpful to pick up what, what are really important. It's also just like a great time saver as well. Um, I think that's what, I, I think his name is Mortimer, Alex Mortimer. Um, it's something Mortimer he wrote the book on how to read a book and I think he uh, talks about how writing a summary at the end of reading is a pretty helpful way um, of kind of retaining the knowledge but yeah so that's what I do and the reason I pick one hour is because generally I find in most books a chapter tends to be on average 20 pages so given how I tend to read relatively slowly I think compared to most people the one hour makes sure that like, gives me enough time to finish a chapter many times there are cases where I read and it's already 60 minutes and I haven't finished a chapter but I will make sure I finish the chapter so it's more so the um, the points to read at least 60 minutes or how long it takes to read a chapter whichever is longer and in the article I also kind of talk about some things I've done in the past that haven't worked so I'll just kind of brief briefly buzz through all that, so um, I tried learning to speed read, so I, you know, did all the techniques of speed reading, and honestly, I, I guess I could have, I've read quickly, but quote-unquote read, I honestly didn't feel like I read anything, because I was so obsessed with reading fast, that I don't think I retained anything, and yeah, maybe I need more practice, but honestly, I felt that was, I personally didn't think that was a great use of time, like, what was the, what's the rush, what's the point, Um, I think, the point is to enjoy reading the book. It's not to think of it as a chore. And a lot of times, I just want to have enough time to banter with the author. Like, a lot of my margin notes can, or mostly, I guess, like in agreement with the author, but we're just kind of noting down key points. But a lot of times, uh, depending on the book, it can also be me arguing with the author and me just writing. On the side I disagree with you because of blah 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 and I think you're biased blah 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 and so it's kind of like I'm having a conversation and I don't really ever want to rush conversations so I found that to be ineffective for me Um, it's not like I'm in a contest to be to beat people or tell people look how fast I'm reading I mean who gives a shit and another thing I thought would be really great but was a didn't work out was I tried reading a book while listening to the audiobook at the same time, so I thought, you know, you take up visual and he- audio at the same time, and maybe it'll lead to better retention and better speed, so I'd, you know, I'd pace myself so the audiobook goes at 1.5 speed, and then the eyes can read over the pages, and once again, that was more so trying to make it into competition and with myself and try to be like, oh, I'm going to read many you know f- books faster, but Once again, I didn't feel it it helped in actually reading the book. I didn't really feel like I digested the content. I felt the rhythm was not great for me. Um, When I read, I find that I have a very... um, Like, there's a flow to how I read. So there's a pace of fast and slow and fast and slow, depending on specific sections. And when you read an audiobook, I find that I can't do that. So that was distracting and not a good thing for me. On daily habits, I tried various ways. So I remember I tried ones where I'd read 10 pages every day. And it didn't really work out well because I'd read 10 pages, but it would be an incomplete idea because I'd stop somewhere in the middle of a page or somewhere in the middle of a chapter. And the next day, I'd come back and have no idea what I'm really even reading. So yeah, that wasn't a good idea. The next one, um, I tried a thing where when I do my end-of-day journal... I'd ask myself if I read enough, and if the answer is no, then I would read, and if the answer is yes, then that'd be fine, and that's kind of more relying on just serendipity, just me kind of picking up a book sometime in the day and reading, but that also meant sometimes I'd kind of leave a book off on an incomplete idea, or it's at the end of the day, I'm doing the journal, I'm already tired, so when I try to read a book, I'm not even focused, and I end up reading just a page or something, and once again, it's an incomplete idea, and I just let it go, and also my discipline on end-of-day journaling was not very great. Uh, I think it's because I also had an end-of-day journal on my Evernote, and I don't like opening my computer at night. So there was a bit of friction there, I think. Um, I Honestly, nowadays, my end-of-day journal is on my actual handwritten notebook, and I find that much better. So that didn't work. Um, I had something like of a, of a goal of a book a month, and so I just kind of keep that on my uh, Evernote, When I had a uh, digital journal so then every morning when I do my Evernote journal I'd remind myself remember the goal of the month is to read a book and that just required that relied on me to have it top of mind and to remind myself every day but unless I really prioritized it it never really worked so I found that after a few months the practice died off and there's the classic going by the feel just kind of read when I want to read don't read when I want to but that um, the pace just wasn't there for me. And more so, there was always a kind of guilt. Not saying I don't have any guilt anymore. Like I purposely throw books all over my uh, apartment so that wherever I go, there's books. So I'm always reminded to read um, if I haven't read it read yet. But I think right now, the system I have is amazing. Um, I think this is one of those things. I, I love systems. But when a particular system just seems to work so well and it's so frictionless, it's just great. And yeah, it's just something I wanted to share and decided so I'd just make a quick essay out of it. And it's also one of one of those things where I realize how much I love writing and yeah. It's just it was one of those days. Um lot of a lot of reflection, reading, thinking and writing and just reminding myself how I love doing all those things. So Hope this was fun, uh, entertaining. Maybe this will help you with your own reading habit. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. um, And hope to have you again on the podcast tomorrow. Take care.